Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five portal halls so far. And this is, to me, I, I went back and looked, especially after the weekend that Ohio State had, like who's got the quantity plus the quality uh, overall? Because you can get numbers, right? You can you can go and get numbers. Like, for example, A&M has 22 transfers. Smokey, did you know that? No. They have 22. No. They are ranked by on three at like 54, at 24-7, they're like 48. So they're not like, even with all those players, and I actually think with all those players that have got them a very middle-of-the-road transfer class by the rating services, they'll probably be a better team because they've got some worker bees. That's what they needed. That's how Mike Elko is going to build this team. But this is the combination of classes that are the best overall when it comes to quantity plus quality. Number five. Oregon, uh, this one only 10 when it comes to quantity, but when you look at the transfers in quality-wise, when you have Evan Stewart from A&M, Cam Alexander, a really good cornerback from UTSA, Kobe Savage, uh, who we know from uh, Kansas State, Dante Moore, and Dylan Gabriel alone. Before you get into some of the guys that are that are maybe a little less accomplished, but kind of fit their system. That is quality ads that they have. And I mean, a perfect, I can't imagine a more perfect fit for talent to offense to what they're going to have a quarterback for Evan Stewart and Dylan Gabriel to go attack that offense at Oregon together. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what Evan Stewart does. Um, I think that he's got a, a lot of talent. I feel like he gets mentioned with all the top receivers. Um, and so we'll see if this is the, the light switching on for him to have a massive, you know, campaign next year. Certainly a lot of expectations. And when you've got the guy that's going to be delivering the ball to you and Dylan Gabriel now, in addition to that, uh, that should be a, a dynamite combination there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've they've killed it everywhere else too. I mean, you've gotten out your quarterback for right now, but then for the future as well. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of quality named guys. Kobe Savage, I mean, you, you went down the list of, of the, the top names, but, yeah, they. I mean, the Dylan Gabriel thing. I, I just figured he was going to go off and try to make it in the NFL or something. I, crazy me for thinking that he was, you know, not going to stick around and have another year at another school. But uh, that's a huge get for Oregon. And yeah, they're they're a team that you can sense senses that they're right there on the doorstep, knocking, and that they want to bust it open before Phil Knight goes. And they're they're all in right now. I got the impression, and maybe just not paying attention enough to exactly what was always being said, but I got the impression Oklahoma wanted to move forward without Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, there was some of that. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know. I, I just am not always thinking about the next thing. So I was just kind of enjoying Dylan Gabriel, yeah. and all the talk was already about Jackson Arnold. And then I guess Dylan Gabriel in his head was already thinking about his next move, and I just wasn't. I, I was just following everything else so that that all happened as quickly as it did and it was like yeah okay I mean both parties seem to be excited about it Oregon's got their quarterback to replace Bo Nix and Oklahoma's got the guy that they've been you know promoting now for well over a year as the 
the next big thing. So uh, we'll see next year. But, yeah, Oregon's been on fire and, and definitely out there taking full advantage of their success and their momentum in their NIL game. Number four. I have them at four. A lot of people have them at one. And they deservedly so because they every player that they've gotten in, it's probably going to play a lot for them. Uh, Jeff Brom is coming off uh, an amazing year, and he's capitalizing on that. The reason I ranked them this low, in spite of the fact that they've gotten all these guys, especially, you know, dudes out of the SEC, three from Tennessee, um, you know, what they've done with getting um, a, a sought-after, you know, Ivy League guy in Thor Griffith, who's 6'2", 320, nose tackle to eat up space in the middle. Um, you know, wide receivers like uh, Colin Lacey, who was great at South Alabama, and guys who are going to contribute all over the field, not to mention running back Penny Boone, uh, who, who jumps up a level, who's a big, powerful, you know, every down kind of a back that you have. Dave McCullough uh, from Oklahoma at safety. All these things they've done. Uh, you know, they're going to have to replace Jack Plummer, who was the bus driver's bus driver, and they're doing it with Tyler Shuck, a player who is, I believe, better than Jack Plummer, but is less healthy than him, and that reliable. is... Reliable? Yeah. Not, you're not any good if you're not reliable. And so that's where I get nervous about Tyler Shuck, who's had injuries everywhere he's been, so I guess theoretically they're thinking they can protect him better than Texas Tech did the last couple of years, but the problem is, is that I thought they maybe could have with the Brahms waited for or made a different quarterback choice that didn't happen but outside of that and even that might work out for them because if Tyler Shuck's healthy we know that he can play it's just the relying on somebody who's not been consistently healthy to do that in this last year in college to me is a bit of a stretch but outside of that they've done absolutely fantastic roster building at Louisville. Yeah, I mean, I can't comment too much on the yeah. actual roster building. I mean, they brought in a ton of guys. That's what yeah. they've done. I mean, they've got, what, 25 transfers? Yeah, 24. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's part of the reason why you're so high in the rankings. You've got yeah. 24 freaking guys coming in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're they're definitely building that roster and making it over. You know, I don't know to what degree the quality will be uh, when it's all said and done. But, yeah, they're, they're hard at work, and they've made massive changes over there. And I'm like you. I think you could have probably waited and – had more options at quarterback, but clearly they saw something like in Tyler Shuck, and um, you know you trust their judgment on that. And if he's healthy, then he's a really good player. But there is that caveat of if he's healthy. So hopefully Tyler Shuck is healthy because this is his last ride. For I mean, as far as we know, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not another year out there waiting for him. Maybe there is, but um, yeah. So you hope that he's going to be able to to go out with a bang if you're Louisville. And um, yeah, the rest of it. I mean, we'll we'll see. They've they've added a ton of guys though. Number three. And this is also volume, quality, and quantity. Ole Miss, this shouldn't be a surprise. I'm not even including the JUCO guys that they got in here. Uh, That's more of the signing day uh, class, but they have four of the best or five of the best JUCO guys coming into their class as well. Um, They've got a ton of guys coming in. Of course, headlined by Walter Nolan and Princely Umelian, Juice Wells from... South Carolina, Diego Pounds from North Carolina, Key Lawrence from Oklahoma, uh, and, you know, just players kind of all across the board uh, at different positions of need for them. Chris Paul uh, from Arkansas is a really good linebacker as well that they've added, including other people at positions of need. They are certainly going for it. I'm curious to see how this all works out in the long run for them. But uh, you could have, you know, maybe been on this list, especially based on the next two, with just the guys I mentioned as far as quality ads that they've made through the portal. 
Yeah, they've been very busy. I mean, the number two overall guy, according to one of the services, the number 10 overall guy, according to one of the services. So, you know, two of the top 10 is not bad. And then I think they've got like three of the top 20 and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, they've been very busy. I think that they, uh, up until, you know, Ohio State got active uh, and it was probably them in Oregon, right, as far as the, the two who have been uh, the the biggest splashes out of the gates uh, when it comes to the transfer portal. And, yeah, you've got to love getting a guy like Walter Nolan into the mix and Princely Human Milan. Um, that really upgrades your defensive line and your uh, pass rushing presence. And uh, that's something that can t- take a team who's pretty good or really good and make them great. And so that's what I think you're banking on and, uh, and, and hoping for if you're, if you're Lane Kiffin right there with those top two guys. But, yeah, they've been uh, very active and uh, no reason to not be very excited about how things are taking shape for next season. Number two, only seven transfers, but six of them are going to play and play a lot for them. And the seventh probably will, but we'll see. Uh, Texas, seven guys. Uh, the most recent being tight end Andre Niblack, uh, who is going to be their starting tight end, and he was really well thought of by Nick Saban. Uh, Silas Bolden, Isaiah Bond, and Matthew Golden to fill out that wide receiver room, which is going to be really, really interesting. Trey Moore and Andrew McCuba, who are both going to start and play a ton on defense. And the only one you have to wonder about, although he was a super highly rated recruit when he came out of Duncanville, is linebacker Kendrick Blackshear. And we'll see what happens with him if he fits better. But he he didn't reach those numbers at Alabama. You know, it's it's worth a look for Texas to get well, a guy. Ronnie's playing behind really good people. That yeah, yeah that right, and and also some dinged up is in that maybe yeah. coming back so, in his home state it, look, helps him out. He's worth like you get a scholarship for a guy like that. You give a scholarship to a guy like that. It, but I would of all the people on this list, he's the one I would temper expectations for. The rest are plug and play and go and continue to try to win conference titles. Yeah, this is the uh, thing I was talking about the other day. If you're a lot of these teams at the top, uh, like a Texas, uh, with your NIL game set up the way that it is and just your normal appeal as a brand, uh, you should never really worry too much about losing a ton of guys and you know then having a fall off the next year. So here's a team who's losing massive amounts of talent, and they've already in less than a month's time replaced it all. I mean, for the most part, right? Yeah. On paper, they have. And, uh, and and like the others that you're mentioning here. So, yeah, I think that they've set themselves up really well of all the questions that you might have had about NFL declarations and all of those different types of decisions that can affect your roster. I think they've gone and, and already attacked and addressed those for the most part. And now you already have a good feel for who's okay. How do you feel about AD Mitchell leaving and Xavier Worthy? All right, well, you go and you get a guy like Bond from Alabama. And so, you know, and Matthew Golan from Houston. And so, yeah, they've done a really great job of, of tightening up uh, any uh, holes in their roster. And they're about to add at some point Jabbar Muhammad. I mean, that seems like it's a, as done yeah. of a deal as it can possibly be. So there's another answer for you in your secondary with a really nice player. So, yeah, they've, they've had a great run so far. Those two guys will, like Andrew McCuba, especially since safety was kind of their weakest spot. You know, when you when you look at it from last year, overall, he's going to make their team better just just by being there because he's he's a stud. Yeah, their secondary uh, definitely was an area that after the season you looked at and said, all right, where could they get better the quickest? And that's that's an area just from pure going and grabbing talent. You could do that. And so, yeah, they've grabbed or well, we'll see with Muhammad. But I mean, that's like a ninety nine point nine percent percentage chance thing. That's that seems like it's a done deal, just not official. But yeah, with with those two. Uh, they've got a, a really nice uh, pair of of uh, defenders there in the secondary that they now uh, can can play around with next year. So yeah, uh, they've they've hit all the areas of need. I, and I might be missing something that they haven't quite 
done just yet. But as far as the positions where there's going to be the most exodus, they seem to have, have really um, had a good run so far. Yep. And number one shouldn't be a shock after the weekend, Ohio State. They have six guys in. They also, look, and this isn't portal, but they pretty much retained most of their roster, save for a couple of guys from last year. Like, they really have a lot coming back, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But, look, they just went and got the number one high school quarterback from last year, and that's technically a portal haul uh, because he was at Alabama, and now he's there. Uh, They went out and got the best player overall in the portal in Caleb Downs, uh, who was fantastic and the best freshman in the country at any position last year. They got him. They got the best running back probably in the SEC in Quinshawn Judkins. He now goes and will be paired with Travion Henderson. They went and got, they needed a starting center. Well, they went and got Seth McLaughlin. Didn't play his best game against Michigan and had some struggles, but still a dude who was the starting center to Alabama, so let's not pretend like he was playing at, you know, um, Sonoma State. Yeah, Saban doesn't know ball. He just yeah. had that dude out there. Just, yeah. He sucked, but Saban didn't know anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, yeah, he had he had some struggles. But, again, a lot of that you can coach, coach him up. Will Howard going to come in and start, won a conference title in the Big 12, and the least of which is a dude from Ohio named Will Kazmarek, who's a tight end, who's going to step in and start for Cade Stover. So six out of six are going to contribute in some way. And look, Julian saying They're not Sand, done yet either. Probably. And they're not done yet. Julian saying, um, you know, obviously that's a, that's a future play right there. But of those six, five of them are going to start for them this year as they make another run towards the Big 12 title if, or Big 10 title if they can do that. Yeah, I forgot to Silas Bolin as well with Texas and wide receivers. Yeah. Should have thrown him in the trio of receivers they've gotten. But, yeah, Ohio State uh, would not have been number one probably before last week, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But now with, with the little run they've been on here, um, just putting them over the top, and uh, they've got reasons to get excited. I mean, it's it's fun when your team's out there and, and picking up talent, and Ohio State's been on a, a nice uh, stretch of that, and you know what? They have to. I mean, it's not like a, a position of luxury. I mean, they are in a position of luxury as Ohio State, but um, and, and other programs all have pressures as well, but, I mean, this one, this is your typical pressure, and this is also your arch rival's been beating your ass here lately, and they just won the national title, and it's been a while since you've done that, and you better get some get some uh some gears pumping here and get back to to beating Michigan and and being you know the top team in the Big 10 that's now about to be more crowded with a you know pair of playoff contenders rolling in in Oregon and Washington making it more crowded not to mention we have no idea what USC is going to be like in UCLA uh, but yeah Ohio State was in the strongest position of any school up to a couple years ago and now they're number 2 uh in in the Big they 10 They kind of remind me of Clemson you know they were really good and then they're still good, but they're not what you expect because somebody else beat you. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're I mean they're about as good and they're a top five ten team, but yeah they're they're just not as good as another their arch rival right. uh, these last exactly couple of right. years. And so that's that's all that matters is it'd be one thing if Clemson or Texas or whoever was beating them, but the fact that you're not only not hoisting a national championship for another year in a row, but the team that you hate more than any other is the one now doing that. I mean, Ryan Day, that clock's ticking, and he knows it, and they know it, and so they've got to be all in, and they would be regardless, but I think there's that extra pressure now. So I like what they've done, Judkins and and uh, Will Howard, and et cetera. I, they're very interesting moves, and, and yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun team to watch moving forward. All right, Paul, thank you very much. Don't forget, if you can, before you leave, if you haven't hit the like button, we appreciate that. If you have not subscribed, we appreciate that. Pass the word along. We appreciate that. Those of you who watch, listen, or all of the above, 
on 365 Sports for Emery Winter, who's putting together tonight, 365 Sports tonight, 1030 on the local CW. Appreciate his time. Jack McKenzie. Also, Garrett Ross running the mothership and weaving through, man, so many different transactions, so to speak, when it comes to college football and athletics. Paul Catalina, Craig Smoke, I'm David Smoke. Thanks to you, our sponsors and audience. Good night, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.